On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, the boys start off hot. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 55 of the Bolts broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this fine Wednesday afternoon? I'm feeling fantastic. You know, it was, it was a good night last night. People are unaware. So, you know, that, that's always a very good feeling. But other than that, it's just been, been a, you know, a nice solid day. Got my, you know, new Xbox controller in the mail. It's very expensive, but I'm very excited, you know, to be able to, to break her in, use her a bit. Uh, it, was, it wasn't big. Extremely nice weather, but it was better in the last couple of days. Got to see a little bit of sunshine, so that was good. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm ready to roll. How about you? Uh, I'm feeling all right. The day is beautiful down here in Indianapolis. It's sitting around 75, 80, but I got bad news. Uh, you're coming out this weekend, and it looks like it's going to be sitting around 40, 50 all weekend. So thanks for bringing that yeah. down with you. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, but uh, other than that, work was was a little bit long today, feeling a little bit tired uh, generally, but then I think about, man, we get to do a Bolts broadcast episode, celebrate a game one victory, and then right after this, we are recording with my cousin, who has his own show, The Locker Room. Go check it out. Uh, we are doing a mock draft for the NFL draft coming up. It's seven days away, eight days away. At this point, so uh, super yep. excited for that as well, and hopefully those two things alone will just boost up my energy. I can already feel it's it's better than what it was out of work, but hopefully it can keep me going and uh, help me produce some great shows today. But it's fantastic. The Bolts they got a game one victory. If you didn't see that, we're going to be talking about that. Going to be talking about our two of our cornerstone defensemen and the potential of them being able to play for game two after the commercial break, go over the rest of the series and then also talk about Elias Pedersen and maybe not the Elias Pedersen you're thinking right now, but Jace, let's start out with our two cornerstone defensemen. Obviously we know that Victor Hedman, he's been out for a little bit. He is a game time decision for game two while Eric Chernock takes a bad hit against Michael Bunting in game one. He is officially out for game two. I've done circuit job game time decision. You're fr- you're messing with my mind here. I'm like, what the, the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, free, free, free. Yeah. I saw you that and out. I was like, uh, that is not right. Let me change the name real quick. <laughs> I was about to be real nervous. If we're down three. That'd be an absolute nightmare, mm-hmm. but it already is quite a mess already. You know, missing out on two of your top guys, especially, you know, your number one D man, still one of the best defense in the league. Uh, kind of being very questionable. It was tough not be able to see him come back um, in the last game. And then Michael Bunting is just a dirty trash player and hurts Eric Trinock. He's like, wait, you're nowhere near the puck. Let me just dive at your head and and just, just take you out of the game, take you out of the series. And it's, it looks like all he's going to get was a game one loss, no suspension out of it. So, you know what? They were going to lose that game. Maybe it was worth it to him. So, He's a piece of shit. Um, you know, smell you later. It's going to be very fun beating your ass in the rest of the series, even without Eric Trinakin. And the thing that was annoying is right after we went to intermission, 
I don't remember exactly who it was, so I'm not going to say a name. But one of the guys on the broadcast said, Michael Bunting goes out there, does his job, gets gets something rolling for Toronto. It's like, what are you talking about? His job is to headhunt and not get suspended for it? That's his job? Because that's a... That's absolute trash. That That is shitty. I got to say that. Yeah, who... Yeah, whoever else said that can can go take a hike. What what a stupid take. And then I've been seeing stuff all over Twitter today about, oh, did the Toronto Maple Leafs get robbed? And talking about a goal that Tampa had that apparently the puck didn't completely cross. And, oh, did they get robbed? Well, newsflash, it was 7-3. to three. No, but but if you take off the one goal, then it becomes 6-3. to three. It's sixty three really is like five to three, and five to three is basically like four to four, and four to four is basically just like five to three they win. Yeah, that's fair. Good point. Yeah. I gotta yeah, say can't forget about that. I think that coming into this, a lot of people thought Tampa and Toronto fans somewhat similar. I've been seeing a lot of hate for Tampa fans over the last couple of years because Tampa's been that dominant team. There was the whole, oh, you're going over the cap, you're cheating with Kucherov and stuff like that, even though it's completely allowed, completely in the rules. There's been a lot of talk about, oh, Tampa, some of the worst fans out there right now, some of the most annoying fans. I think after game one, you already see it. They don't even compare. Even the bad Tampa fans don't compare to the likes of these Toronto Maple Leafs fans. So people say that a fan base is bad when a fan base is winning or a team, I should say, is winning because that fan base is put into a lot more of a spotlight. Like, the light's really showing on them. And, you know, when you're comparing it to a bad fan base like Arizona, it's like, oh, they're diehard fans. Their team's so bad, and they're sticking with them. Well, if they go, if they're good for the next 10 years and win three Stanley Cups, be like, oh, my God, Coyotes fans are so annoying. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's all it is. Where Toronto fans, they, Toronto sucks. They're, like, you know, no Cups in 67, in case you don't remember. And their fans are still the worst. They're still garbage in the streets. They're, they're still booing. They're still throwing things. They're they're throwing jerseys on the ice. Throw, throwing you know they fo- throw food and drinks on the ice. They, they freaking after down three nothing at the first period. I, I get it. You're frustrated. Your team's losing, but you're booing your team after 20 minutes of, of hockey into the playoffs. Like you might as well just write off the series at that point. You might as well say, all right, we're not we're not believing in you. Good good luck. We're not supporting you anymore. What a what a what a, what a I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can keep saying mean things. I'm, I'm not going to call a bunch of knuckleheads, but, you know, I could. Yeah, and, and fans started to leave early on in the game as well. I mean, I saw people leaving at the end of the second quarter or second period, excuse me. And then, of course, after the early goal in the third period, they started leaving as well. And then, sure enough, Toronto got one back. And uh, they missed out on that because they decided to ditch early. But let's talk about the game as a whole. You know, it's probably not great to give Tampa Bay one of the most prolific power plays in the league eight opportunities. You're not kidding, man. It was it was, it was an absolute thing of beauty for him. I mean, every single power play, I like I watched it and I thought, okay, this is the goal. And sure enough, half of them they, they were. It, it's that's the thing, man. When when you've got that kind of firepower, a team with that much success a team that is very sound structurally like you gotta know that when it comes comes time for those types of moments in the playoffs that they're you know they're gonna convert and sure enough it's, it's exactly what happened four power play rips the power play looked strong puck movement was on point uh you know 
Kucherov's just disgusting at hockey. It, it, it was just it was a thing of beauty watching the power play work last night. Yeah, and you mentioned two players that we should keep an eye on outside of the obvious choices of Kucherov, Vasilevsky, Matthews. You mentioned two names, Braden Point being that guy for Tampa. He goes out, puts two goals on net, and then William Nylander for the Maple Leafs, and he got himself a goal as well. So your picks early on of players to watch out for that can make a serious impact in this series, they're hitting so far. Shocker, right? Who who, who would have thought? Chase is so smart. Uh, Also, I love that the commentary coming into this game is this could be Toronto's year. They finally found the goaltending. They finally found that back end. They've always had the talent up front, but they finally found the back end and the goaltending. And then we see Samsonov or Samsonov give up six on 29 shots and get pulled. So maybe we should rethink that narrative. Yeah, no, Samsonov was not the goalie for you to find. I like Samsonov. He's a very, very quality, like, 1B NHL goaltender. If you need him to play 35 games, great. He he, he can do that. If you trust him in the playoffs, well, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm going to fully trust that. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, I'm sure that, that we're going to see uh, Joseph Wolf get the start in game two with how that went. I, I'd be shocked if not. And do you want a rookie goalie being the one you turn to? No, not really. Unless he's Philip Gustafson who's having a hell of a year. I, like that. That's that's about it. So regardless, Toronto, they're, they're going to be freaking out a little bit. Friends, fans are going to be panicking. And this this could be very fortunate for Tampa. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, right now it feels really good for Tampa. Outside of them being away, Toronto still has the home advantage for game two. Outside of that, there's nothing I'm looking at that's making me fearful for game two. I'm very positive going into game two, very excited to see what happens. Uh, It was a good game overall, really excited to watch more of this series, but I'm feeling good about Tampa's chances. That's for damn sure. Yeah, man, they, they, they really just look better in every aspect. I, I wouldn't say there's one point where I felt, even slightly nervous. I, I, I had to miss the first few minutes because I, I was getting back from a haircut, running run a little behind. And, you know, I, I saw it was one nothing. I'm like, all right, good stuff. And I turned on the game, and it was just rip, rip, end of the period, rip, 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 rip. Like, they were just firing, and it, it really just it wasn't close. If, if the series keeps looking like that, it's going to be 4-0, get a little rest going into, into round two. Do I think, and am I predicting a sweep? No, but if they look the way they did, like, like Toronto, if they look like that in game two, it's going to be hard to bounce back on the road. Yeah, and really unfortunate because when you look at the playoffs as a whole, there's more games than not that were not very close at all. And we'll talk about more of those after the commercial break. We're going to say hi to our friends at DraftKings. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. 
Go ahead, place a bet on the Celtics because we all know they're headed to the championship. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. And if anyone took my advice, I'm going to put up a little, put a little place. Place a little bet on the Celtics. Uh, you're feeling real good right now, up 2 nothing against the Hawks. Chase, did you take my advice, or did you just think, like, oh, no, Mike just bias, even though it's Mike just being smart? So I've got a little six-legger going on, um, predicting a couple champions and predicting a couple draft picks, and I do have the Celtics in there as one of them. I didn't bet them straight up. I, I went with a, a slight long shot parlay, um, you know, and, and includes Celtics winning championship, Includes Adam Fantilli going second overall. I, I I'm feeling pretty good about it at the moment, you know, because Celtics look, you know, they look good. Fantilli seems like he's that dude coming off of a Hobie Baker win. Um, and then I I got to wait until um the end of the baseball season too because I have the um what's called the Dodgers winning that one outright. So regardless of even if everything else hits, I I got to wait till the Dodgers see what they do. But the way it's going right now, I feel pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when we look at the series for the NHL playoffs right now, uh, some that weren't very... Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt. Okay. This reminded me. Now I'm mad. The freaking ESPN pays all that money to own the broadcast rights for the NHL. And first of all, they showed a game on ESPN. It was great. You know, we were on ESPN. But then they showed games on TBS in the mm-hmm. secondary channel, which... No one's looking for hockey on TBS. No, uh, like go put it put on put on ESPN two where people are looking for sports. They did that for another game, but but TBS stupid. Um, and then prior to that on on Monday, you know the one post that they made on their Instagram was like cropping NHL players into or N- NBA players into NHL jerseys. It's like that. This is your one post promoting the the playoffs. Or are you are you kidding me? You can't even show like a little highlight reel or a, or a playoff like pump up video. Like the, the, this is this is this this shit you're gonna pull. Like just stupid, stupid. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I mean, looking at the games tonight, you've got two on ESPN and two on ESPN two, and then you look at Thursday. We got ESPN TBS yet again. Friday, little TBS TNT action. Uh, Saturday, every single game is on TBS, except for New Jersey versus New York, which will be on at ABC. So uh, it's kind of a joke what ESPN's done. <laughs> Come on. So, oh. yeah. Uh, but but let's get into the series overall. Uh, I want to say, yeah, why not? first off, I was a little bit triggered seeing that Tampa and Toronto is playing the exact same night as the Rangers and the Devils, because if you listen to our last episode, that's the series I wanted to watch most after Tampa-Toronto. So a little pissed that they weren't on separate nights. And then also, Winnipeg-Vegas and then Seattle-Colorado were two series I I was looking more forward to out of the West as well. So just all the good games, in my opinion, all the games that I wanted to watch were all on the same night, so that was a little bit annoying for me, but it is what it is. Uh... When you look at overall games, let's start with Monday night. Monday night, you had some close games. You went one double overtime, and then you had another one go to just single overtime. The biggest gap was between Boston and Florida. 
Boston only won by two goals, which honestly a little shocked. I thought it would have been maybe a little bit more, especially game one. But uh, what did you think about that game? So uh, Florida played pretty well overall. Boston, obviously the better team. So it, you and you're just playing pretty well overall. It's not good enough. You got to play damn near perfect. And still by now, it's be good enough. So Boston comes out on top. Florida did their best. Um, and obviously, even though Patrice Bergeron was out with the illness, they kept it rolling. And, you know, something to note of that, apparently there's an illness going on the rock, around the locker room. And a few guys have it and just happened to play through it. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, maybe a bunch of guys get really sick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they play sick and they still end up winning. And then this puts them on a run to that confidence. I don't know. But it, Monday was it was a really enjoyable like night of playoff games because I, I watch at least parts of all of them. And especially the overtime games, dude, they were exciting. Mm-hmm. And let's just get to one. The one that really blew the top off the playoffs for everyone. Minnesota and Dallas, that went to double overtime. A very exciting game where Minnesota, they did eventually take the win in this one. But overall, great goaltending from both sides. Yep, neither one of those goalies deserved to lose that hockey game. They were both stars number one and two of that game and stars number one and two of these playoffs so far, in my opinion. And unfortunately, one's got to lose. And sure enough, Jake Ottinger, uh, no matter how well he plays, he's the one that has to eat a loss. It, it's it's a shame, really, because I, I don't know what else you want, you want the guy to do. He played incredible. But that game was super exciting. The, goal, the goalie play was spectacular. Some of the breaks that Minnesota caught were huge. Like Brock Faber, you know, being able to very, very slightly get there in time to direct the puck away in overtime. And, you know, just basically a minute later, after two lucky breaks, Minnesota goes down to win the game. Uh, you know, that, that's the type of things you need, though. But that, that game was very physical. You know, um, they, they were definitely trying to get under each other's skin, set the tone for a very good playoff series. So that's the one in the West that I've enjoyed the most so far, and then I'm excited to watch the rest of. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to actually tuning in a little bit because that one was one of the series I wasn't too excited to watch. I talked about it in the last episode, how I just hate really everything about Minnesota when it comes to like a viewing standpoint. Don't like their logo. Don't like their jerseys. Just all of it gives me just an ick. I'm not interested in watching that, but after a fantastic game one, I'm definitely going to have to tune in and I didn't mean to skip the Islanders Carolina, so we should go back to that one. I'm glad Carolina yeah. won, but I mean, it's the Islanders. It, it wasn't the most exciting game. <laughs> it really wasn't, especially with the goal scorers. Sebastian Ajo, yeah, that's great. Now, there's a nice little Ajo and Ajo reverse hit where Sebastian Ajo got the reverse hit on Sebastian Ajo. That was, that, that, that was very exciting. Uh, but other than that, you know, we saw Stefan Nosen and Ryan Pulak score the other goals in the game. So, you know, so a couple. Casual fans might be like, who? And yeah, fair enough. Um, especially it's a, it's a depth guy and then a defensive defenseman that got on the board other than Sebastian Ajo. So it's a shame that, that Sebastian Ajo had to lose, but Sebastian Ajo also won. So that's not too bad. Exactly. Uh, finally, <laughs> for Monday night's games, you had the Kings and the Oilers. Uh, this was the one that I was like, you know what? One series has to be a sweep. I'm taking the Oilers in this one. Uh, well, I didn't expect the Kings to hold McDavid pointless. That's for sure. Yeah, dude, Edmonton pissed this one away. They were the better team going into the third period. Not, not, no issues. That like the game was theirs. All you needed was a talk, but from McDavid, he undressed the whole LA Kings team just to not be able to squeeze the puck through there at the at the end of it, which is a shame. But you're like, all right, no problem because they're just looking. You know, they're they're looking so well. Even if that didn't go, it should be fine. 
Then bam, 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 tie game. Let's send it to overtime. Yeah, LA, let's just let's just grab the overtime win. It was a monumental collapse by Edmonton. It it was bad. And kind of like I said, like McDavid, he might have you know ten playoff points through uh, or ten points through six playoff games. It just it, it only be games that they win. Um, like no points, no win. I it doesn't surprise me at all. I think it's actually because McDavid's just fallen off. He's done. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I, not a very good I, player I think anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's fair. I mean, zero. Like, how does he have zero points through a game? Like, what? What? Right, Stefan Olsen has has a goal. McDavid has no points. Right? Come on, for real. Uh, and Soft. then when we look at Tuesday night's games, uh, these weren't as close. Uh, we talked about Tampa, Toronto, not a very close game. New York versus New Jersey. This one was a blowout as well. Uh, Winnipeg at Vegas. Winnipeg started hot and never let go of the lead. And then Seattle versus Colorado. This was the closest game of them all with a 3-1 victory for Seattle. Both teams scoring in the first quarter or first period. I keep, keep saying quarter. I'm not sure why. What's uh, wrong with you? First period. And then Seattle subsequently getting one in each of the remaining periods to win that one 3-1. Yeah, so we talked about ours already. We'll move on. Beat the hell out of Toronto in case you don't remember. But Rangers-Devils, I still think Devils are going to win this one. A uh, bit of a hiccup. Jack Hughes, you know, he scored a goal there later at the end of the game. They keep, keep a little momentum going into, oh, and you know, into game two. Be like, yeah, we can score. Just Turkin, you're not, you're not invincible. We're gonna, we're gonna break the seal next time. But Rangers, pretty commanding win, and they deserved every, every inch of that win. And when you look at Winnipeg and v- Vegas, same thing. Dude, Vegas just didn't look like they wanted to be there. And Winnipeg said, yeah, no, this, this series is, is ours. If this is the way you guys are gonna show up. And by the way, they showed up was actually not showing up. Can't even crack 20 goals or 20 shots, excuse me, in a playoff game. Like, come on. It, they looked terrible. Winnipeg just looked significantly better. And, you know, that, that's a series that I'm a little nervous about because I thought when, or Vegas was going to come away with that one relatively easy. But with that game on performance, I don't know. And then flipping over to Seattle, Colorado, even though I picked Colorado to win, I'm definitely rooting for Seattle because – That'd be awesome. You know, screw the Avs. No, no one, no one likes them. No, they, they, you know, they beat us in the cup, so they're a bunch of weenies. If Seattle can squeak by that one, uh, that'd be huge. Now, shout out to Eli Tolvanen, our dog, got the first goal of that game. Yeah, and you know, some of us did predict Winnipeg over Vegas. I don't want to toot anyone specific, uh, anyone's horn specifically, but uh, I did. I, I was the one who oh, picked. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I was Winnipeg. wondering who. <laughs> but some, some. Solid performances out of some teams, not so much the others, but I think overall, your first two nights of playoff hockey, your first game for every single team, there's there's multiple series that I'm excited to tune into every night. There might be one or two that I'm not generally interested in, but I think overall, playoffs have started off really nicely. Teams are looking good, and I'm more, I'm excited for some more action, that's for sure. Yeah, man, should be should be a fun rest of the week. Should be a fun rest of this first round. I'm I'm looking super forward to it. Finally, let's talk about Elias Pettersson. He signs his entry level deal with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, Elias Pettersson uh, finally signs a three year entry level deal. And people always make these jokes online. It's like really a three year deal with zero NHL experience. Well, now you can say, oh, a three year deal with NHL experience. It's a, it's a good value because Elias Pettersson already plays for the Vancouver Canucks. But you got to remember that. As we talked about, Sebastian Ajo versus Sebastian Ajo, you got a you got one Finnish forward, one Swedish defenseman. You know, you got Elias Pettersson, Elias Pettersson, one Swedish forward, one Swedish defenseman. So both in the same country, both of the same name, both kind of blonde hair, 
both play for the Vancouver Canucks, so it's not even going to be slightly you know, confusing if, if the defenseman can break into the NHL. You're just going to have two people the exact same name. I hope they were like very similar looking numbers, like eight and nine, like just do that intentionally on purpose. So like from a distance, you like, who I, who the hell is who? I don't know. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And what the hell do you put as their names on the back of their Jersey? Cause you know, when it's the Sedins, you had D and H what the hell do you do with two Elias Pettersons? Right. Maybe you, you like, right. Petter, excuse me. I'll choke it on saliva there. Maybe you're right. Pedersen forward on one and Pedersen defensive on the other. Okay. Or, like, do a thing one, thing two? Pedersen one, Pedersen two? Yeah, but which one is one and which one is two? I would have to assume the the one is the older one that's been in the league longer. Nah, I disagree. He's He sucks. The, the defenseman who was, like, a fourth-round pick is definitely better. Maybe you go by height. I'm assuming the defenseman's taller, but maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah, I actually don't know on that one. Make him one. Make uh, Elias Pedersen two, you know? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's a solid idea as well. Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to do it with the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Uh, but before we do that, we got to go to hockey name of the day. I almost forgot it. Oh, you weenie. Theo Roosboom DeVries. Yep. The, so Theo, of course, uh, you know, Roosboom. You got, you got to do You got to make sure to put the, put the S on the, the Theo Roosboom DeVries. There's no so Theo Rouge- H in that. Rouge? Ruse. Yes. Ruse the, Theo Rouge Boom DeVry. Huh. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling okay. French fries French free. For free. Is that what they call them in France? I thought they call like them French chips. Free. Thought they would call them what? I thought they called them chips. No, that's Canada or England or something. I don't I, I don't know. It's it's the something I don't know who no, Who they cares? Call them, they call this, them freaks. No way. No, that's Belgium. I don't know. Yeah, this, this is also pointless. Let's just let's just talk about this dude. Uh, he's going to play in the top Norwegian league last, next season, as he is Norwegian himself. Only 22 years old. Played in the second Norwegian league this year. Going up to the one after a very nice season. Going to play for Lillehammer. We'll see what he does. Um, he's got zero international games under his belt, except for the two that he played that I just missed. Um, and you know, maybe maybe we'll see him break into the scene for Norway now that he's getting a little bit older and, you know, getting a little bit more experience. Yeah. I mean, not a bad name, but just pronounced wrong. So, I mean, I could call him up, help him with his pronunciation. Yeah. You know, you you should, you should get, get, get him a ring. See what he says. Okay. Sounds good. We'll do that. Perfect. All right. We want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you would hit him with an outro. As always, I'd like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Apple's Broadcast is Apple's Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. It's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WMP on Twitter, WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the Hockey Podcast Network.com. You can find that podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars, send questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, in our 50s, go to HPN. Thanks for DraftKings. Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.